yeah, when we meet in 10 years' time, we want to shake hands and have our rings clink. Mm. Yeah, that, that always stood out in my mind because mm. uh, it's a symbolism of the, the people that the greats of the game have. When Wayne rolled in the door, this club didn't have a lot of belief. There was a lot of people that had gone out of their way to make sure that we knew that we were chokers. We had a little bit of a thing there about the true believers. It's all the true believers! If one thing changed that year, it might have been our year. Put two down for Nightingale! It just had that air about it where what we're doing, it wasn't going to be stopped. The Dragons win the grand final! There was just so much relief after waiting 31 years. We've been knocked down and got back up again each time, and now we're here! Hi, I'm Jason Nightingale, and you are listening to the True Believers Podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with Premiership winning 5'8", Jamie Soward. Jimmy Chow, <laughs> take us back. Um, I suppose uh, my earliest memories were when you came to the club after a few rounds at the Roosters, obviously looking for an opportunity. What were your thoughts uh, on why why the Dragons? Um, I know we were having sort of a rebuilding year that year off the back of a couple of 05, 06 where they were really solid. So um, was yours around opportunity? Did you have a passion for our club and, and what is it? Yeah, it's um, Brownie. I met Brownie. Just, it was an opportunity really. Mm. Uh, I wasn't playing at the Roosters and as you said, the 05, 06 Dragons were probably a couple of the best teams they've ever had. Uh, so got an opportunity to come across halfway through the year. I think I was down in Wagga, got the word I was going to be coming to the Dragons, so I had to get back and train. I think I only trained once, and uh, we played Brisbane on a Friday night at Colgrass. So. How, how did that Brisbane game go? Because I, uh, <laughs> I, I specific, pretty specific in my memories, and I can imagine one of the highlights, yeah. uh, especially the early part of your career. Yeah, I think Brisbane won by 70 points the week before against Newcastle, so it was always going to be daunting, but... Yeah, you know, playing at Cogra first time. I think we had a sort of rag and tag team. We had a lot of guys that were trying to still cut their teeth in first grade and we ended up beating them eleven four. Soward, he'll get the shot, back it comes, there's the step, and it is as sweet as it gets. The former rooster is crowned the dragon tonight. The earliest memories from coming to the Dragons was there was a lot of guys there. Yeah, you know, you'd been part of the successful teams in the juniors. Um, they'd had guys playing 05, 06 that were probably you know, not certainly getting past it but probably missed their opportunity uh, to win that title and then 07 was a bit of a rebuilding year and 08 that sort of we needed to kick into gear and we ended up making the finals but um, first impression was a very talented club and probably the biggest club I felt in Australia in terms of most recognisable brands. And to Wayne, the journey and uh, the optimism, I remember it, feeling it as a player myself and, and being, you know, it's 2021 20, at the time and he came in. What did that do for your own um, confidence and, and um, I suppose, your, your plans for the future? Yeah, Wayne called me halfway through 08 and said that he wanted me to be my 5'8 and, you know, you get that sort of backing from the greatest coach of all time that certainly, uh, like I said, it eased the thought process and signed a two-year deal and, I think when Wayne came to the club, his message was really clear and that's what his players love about him, the fact that he's so clear and there's no <laughs> mincing of words and you don't go home thinking one thing when you, know, you should have done another thing. So it's all all laid down the table and you know, I still remember the, the conversation we had before our first trial. It was about family and, mm. and stuff like that. He was more worried about how I was off field mm. and uh, he was always a big believer of get your, your, field, uh, your life off field right and you're going to be able to play well. So... Um, yeah, he had a lot of young guys there that 
either hadn't f- fulfilled their potential or uh, had a chance to fulfil their potential. And then he had some old guys, some roughheads yeah. uh, that he had to get into the squad to make that mix. But if you think back to that preseason, it was the hardest one I'd ever done. And that brought us closer together than yeah. any other team I'd been a part yeah. of, that well, 09. That's where I want to take you, is something, certainly one of the worst weeks of my life, especially <laughs> the worst few days of my life. And I, judging by the looks on your face for, for a few of those days, probably not the best uh, few days of your life, that torture camp. Um, when he took us down to Nara in the middle of nowhere, we could have been in Uzbekistan for all we knew. <laughs> um, what were your memories of that? And like you saw, the... the the look on your face summed it up a lot and, and a lot of people in that squad. Um, what were your memories of that and uh, have those emotional scars healed? <laughs> well, it was like the toughest thing I'd ever done. I'd never been on a pre-season camp like that and I remember getting the sheet of what we had to get and, you know, I think 99% of us thought it was going to be a bit of fun, you know, go out and get on the pitch and, and do what we want. But um, I remember sitting on the bus and I had I bought some sort of paint to put under our eyes and... Uh. Yeah, we're up the back sort of laughing and giggling, the early start and that. And once we got down there and the four SAS guys got hold of us, it it quickly changed. But as hard as it was, I don't think the Dragons of that three years under Wayne has the success. Because if you look at our team, we weren't the most talented team in the competition. We didn't even have the best players in the competition. But as a team, we were relentless Mm. in what we did for those three years Mm. off the back of that camp. And... Yeah, you know, camps like that teach you a lot about yourself and teach you a lot about guys you can rely on. And mm. the last moment of Wayne, you know, helping carry the the stretches with weights and everything yeah. on it was that he was in for the for the long haul. And was Renieri was it? <laughs> yeah, we had to carry we carried Benny Hornby and Alex Renieri on on the stretches. But like when you know that that stuff to me was. Yeah was stuff that sticks yeah, out and it is. whatever happens after that was going to happen off the back of that. Yeah, so I still have some emotional scars. I remember trying to explain it to, to Bianca when I got home and it was just, she's like, you oh, can't. yeah, cool. You can't. And I think I still had a bit of shell shock sort of thing, <laughs> not sleeping afterwards. I still remember Dan Hunt and, and Jared Safi were in my group. Benny Hornby was as well with his one shoulder. So the reason why Benny Hornby got carried is because he had a shoulder eco. Yes. He was still carrying and, and that Benny Hornby is incredibly weak. Physically, <laughs> but mentally, he is so tough. Yeah. So he was carrying around one shoulder. I had him, Jared Safi, and, and um, Dan Hart were both beasts and behemoths. But I still remember the one of the first or the second night lying in our little tents, yeah. sitting there. Saf puts on his e- my his hand on my knee and goes, Annabelle, Annabelle, where are we? <laughs> what are we doing here? And I go, Mate, we're on a bloody camp. It's 2 a.m. I'm trying to sleep in our one hour sleep. Yeah. And I just remember that was the sort of effect it was having. And, and yeah, he and Dan had, had been on the wines the night before, probably didn't think it was, probably wasn't the smartest but, idea. They thought it was one of those Jindabyne ones we yeah. had the year, year before where it was, it was a good of fun. We played a bit of basketball. And yeah, I think that was a really, um, that was Wayne putting his stamp on, on what it takes to. And we have so many guys like that that, I mean, the 2010 team gets all the rewards, but like Jared Safi never gets spoken enough about mm. in my eyes. Like what he did for that team, yeah, you know, how tough he was. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, um, Dan Hunt was injured that year, mm. but yeah, you know, those guys are guys that help set the foundations yeah. there. So um, you were lucky in your team. We had Dean Young, uh, and we had a, a lot of the brothers and. <laughs> The swimming races, the brothers, we didn't oh, go well. So the drowning races. Poor yeah. old Dino was stuck with us. And, oh, um, yeah. But yeah, it was. It's you know, it, like I said, it found out a lot about people. Yeah. And 
No, nah, it'd end up setting the foundations. Yeah, good point. Well, um, take you through. I'm sure we've uh, you've run through a couple of times the the back end of that year for us. Um, obviously, we had that season we built through and and everything was travelling nice. Um, what was your take? I, I was saying before, Rick, that I felt like how well we played round 26 against Parramatta might have hurt us, mm. might have awoken them. What was your take on on the back end of that year and putting ourselves in the position to? to Raise the JJ Gilton shield. Um, yeah, look, it's. I went to sleep about a month before, thinking I'm about to live a childhood dream here. Like we're going to win mm. quite comfortably. Um, I felt like we were the best team, mm. even though there's some good other teams out there. I just didn't feel like. I mean, we'd been up the top of the ladder all year, and we'd been in a couple of tight games, but I just felt like we had the the team to be able to get it done. And you know, that last game against Parramatta, sort of bit of a rope a dope and. I think we're one of only about two or three teams to lose that 1v8 matchup, which still hurts. But um, I just remember feeling like our time was going to come. We just weren't ready. We just were we'd, – we'd worked hard. We'd set everything up. And, yeah, that that winning the minor premiership is a great honour. Mm. And But you don't talk about minor premierships when you mm. retire. You talk about championships. Especially so. in the EPL. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Like, I look back and – yeah, you know, Bmos had to get three tries to get the try score and title that year, and he did on uh, that Friday night. And the house was rocking mm. as it was most Friday nights mm. at Cogram were playing. Uh, and then next week they just yeah they just stunned us. We just um, we tried to play the same, and they just done their video, and I threw an intercept Eric Growth and Hainsey was on, on oh, a, a magnificent level. stretch. So yeah. yeah, look, they they just adjusted better than us, and I think. That probably showed that we we were ready, but we probably weren't finally ready to take that next step. Yeah, I think that's a good way. And then we got a little bit ripped off by the the old system. I always can. The oh old system, yeah, I don't know time. how you finish first and have to travel to Brisbane, oh. the toughest road, one of the toughest road trips in the NRL. But that Brisbane game, I think we we were so disappointed and embarrassed from the week, week before. Four. Yeah, we never recovered. We just yeah, we we just never recovered. And yeah, I remember sitting having a beer after. Brisbane and looking around at each other and you know Wayne spoke about you know not changing anything and Dino's Dean Young's famous line we're not going to change anything we just got to do it better at the right time of the year um sitting around having a beer it was like we're going to be back next year there's no this isn't our last sort of ride we're going to be back next year but um yeah it was I think it was more embarrassment than anything else. We're sick of the chokers' tags and we'd probably just eaten into that. That is the end of the semi-final, won by Brisbane. 2010, the pre-season was just totally different. Mm. Like, it was hard. It was just as hard. Mm. Uh, we didn't have to do that camp again because once you do it, you, the, you it's already set in your brain, right? So, But it was just, it was like business-like. Like, mm. there was no warming yeah. into it. There was no, like, two weeks. And, you know, like, You're we in- came back. On a mission, yeah, you from, weren't dragging your ass in for those stupid one point twos. No, to do everyone running, running just everyone just came back minutes. super fit, yeah. super ready to go, super refreshed. And I think, like, if you look at turning points for a young guy like myself and you at the time, twenty nine ended up being the best thing that happened for us mm. because uh, things don't come easy. I remember talking to Darius <laughs> after we won, and um, he just said, like, that was his first year he wins a premiership. Mm, yeah, he just didn't, he didn't yeah. appreciate it as much. And mm. I'm sure Bmos would say the same now for, for the Roosters. Mm. You know, his second title probably means more than the first mm. because of 
how hard it is mm. to get there. Yeah. But yeah, I just remember Darius saying, like, when you're young, you don't sort of mm. appreciate as much. Hundred um, percent. So we're into into that 2010 and the start. I like said we were much more. It did feel like business. It felt like business, but business that you're enjoying. Yeah. Um, and and we're rolling into it. And I want to bring you to um, probably. A, I remember the, these events like they were yesterday is, is the Anzac Day Games and especially that year, that 2010 year for you, um, little personal milestone, uh, becoming the top point scorer for our club in that Anzac Day game. What did that mean to you in that game to get an individual milestone? Yeah, it was, Anzac Day is the best day of the year for, for a Dragons or Roosters player and, and or fan because you get to the whole build-up, the game was your own and I know Melbourne and the Warriors have done it exceptionally well the last couple of years as well but it just means more to it. Like, you just see everyone walking to the game. You're the only game on that day. Um, I think I only lost one while I was at the Dragons. But I, I just really enjoyed the build-up to it. Mm. I, I enjoyed hearing the stories of, of people come in and talk to us before the game. And I felt like it was a finals experience. I, I sort of took it as preparation for later on in the year. And obviously, it, as fate would have it, they would be the team we played at the end of the year. But do you think we learnt much out of those those occasions, like the... the two, two uh, games we had against them, both of which were wins for us. Um, what do you remember about about them as a, as a club that year? Um, a lot of pressure on them because Brian Smith was there, mm. uh, Todd Carney was there, Mitchell Pearce. Like, these were the young guys coming through to supposedly you know, take over. They had breaks, so they had experience. But mm. I, I don't think, you know, with all due respect to the Roosters that year, yeah, we were the best team in the competition. Mm. Um, I think we learnt more out of losses round four, round eight, uh, round nine. Sorry, yeah, the, the teams that spanked us and, and didn't let us get to our um, what we wanted to do with our points and yeah, and put some points on. I mean, you think Melbourne? That was a tough lesson down at Eddie mm. had first time playing inside a closed stadium. Mm. Wasn't that a weird field? It's just a weird field. Yeah, you know, Slater and everyone was cooking, and yeah. then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, Canberra. We just we could never beat them. But Manly, <laughs> yeah, they still had the crux of a good team, yeah. and then yeah, you know, like we we sort of struggled a little bit towards the back end there. But mm. yeah, the, the the Roosters that year were a team that were were on the rise, mm. and Brian Smith was. Yeah, fantastic in getting them from last to to sixth. I think they end up finishing, yeah. but uh, I felt we learnt more about ourselves from the year before and then those other teams that we played. Yeah, well, take back to that weird game we had it had, and not long after that, um, obviously the the Melbourne salary cap, and I think all of us uh, resoundingly, when asked about that, it didn't really come onto our radar. I suppose looking back, it still doesn't come onto our radar. Um, what what do you think helped us? Uh, I suppose dust that off the fact that like when someone speaks about the Melbourne Storm salary cap scandal doesn't really come into our thing I think no, think well, we, we were the best thing? team anyway yeah. I think um, if we play them in a grand final yeah they had a great team but you know 17-4 the year before we play them uh, Cogra we beat them mm. and we lose by a point our first game under Wayne in mm. Golden Point so yeah. Our styles were matched up very nicely. I, I thought we were the best team anyway, so yeah. it didn't. I don't really give a shit when people say that about the Melbourne Storm because I felt we were the best team. Uh, and we still had to beat everyone. Yeah. So I agree, and I think that's the that's the thing that it does. It didn't affect us because it wasn't really on our radar. Yeah. I think that's probably a a Wayne thing that we were so focused on ourselves and not like 
not really what anyone else is doing. And I think that's probably when you talk about, even when I mentioned to you about the roosters there, sort of a, a thing, but it's it's not really a thing. And I think that's the that's the lesson you learn from Wayne is that <laughs> about yourself. So, Well, the great teams, Jace, the great teams don't, they don't worry about anyone else. And, mm. you know, it's a cliche, but if you look at the results of 2010, you know, we played in front of big crowds. We led the whole year. Mm. You know, we're first the whole year. Like, it's not a fluke that we won the title in mm. 2010. It was a basis of 2009 and guys developing and under Wayne and, and playing for each other. And, you know, there's not many games there where I'm looking down, like I'm looking at 38-24, I'm looking at 26 like. There's some domination mm. in defence there. I mean, there's, what, five, six... There's nearly ten games that are ten, ten points or less yeah. defensively. So that's... You know, to, only, to be a defensive team that only concedes 12.5 or 13 points a game shows that we were one of the best defensive teams in history. Yeah, and we did have, obviously, yeah, that goal, that goal of yeah. under 16, and we had a little chart on the wall yep. and everything that we'd do, and we'd go and tick the box and, and go through that process, and, and it was something we were used to by 2010, I think, going oh, through. Oh, yeah, that's, that's that, that, whole, that whole three out of four every month was the win ratio. Mm. Yeah, there wasn't, I think there was only one month where we struggled, but um, defensively, like... Yeah, we only gave up 20 mm. points in three games in the finals. Um, yeah, we had, like I said, 11, 13, 10, 12, 10. Like these, yeah. these are these are the signs of a good team that weren't worried about what anyone else was doing and only worried about ourselves. And to, to say that, we had attack to back it up. Although it was boring at times for for the purists, for mm. us, winning was fun and winning is what counts. So. Yeah, you talk about so the the attack side and and uh, you know mm. low, you and I owe a lot to Bo Scott through that little <laughs> period, um, but that was sort of our job was yours is to um, find yardage, felt, find field position. Mine was to get out of the back of the field and and do what we need to do, stay safe and and those sort of things. Um, and yeah, like we said, Bo was to make sure that he put inside <laughs> pressure on, yeah. so we didn't have to do as many, much tackling. That's right. Um, that. All changed when uh, we recruited a, a, a Frenchie, the great uh, Mark Gaznier. Do you remember his leaving and, and what was your yeah, impression when he came back? Yeah, I do. I'll say this about our right edge. Like, you know, we did our jobs. I'd, I always explain, like, how are the Dragons so good in those years? You know, my job for building a car was to put the left tyre on. Mm. And if your job was to put the spoiler on um, and I'm worried about your job, that's when we started to lose. And, mm. and you can go back to those games and you, you can see or get a feeling that guys were worried about other guys mm. and you know, making uncharacteristic mistakes. But we did our job on that right side. The left side were dominant. I think BMO scores 50 tries in two mm. years just with that play, which we'd get in Mondays and couldn't believe that <laughs> team <laughs> was still working. Um, they have a lead? Yeah, and the lead. plays out the back Darius, short, then, long, and it's yeah. going long every time. But, yeah, yeah we did our job and, and we executed... Yeah, when we had to. So um, I remember walking in for a recovery session and uh, Dino and Benny were talking and um, I think Bo was sort of at his end in terms of... Because we didn't really get plays down our right edge. We just defended and, yeah, he was he was great. I think Bo was probably, you know, player-wise the best person that I ever had, you know, that helped me in my career Until, because yeah. he defended me and uh, was able to protect me for so many uh, years. But... Once we got Gaz, it was like, okay, now Bo can do all that stuff again. And 
um, Gaz is going to come back and be another dimension mm. in attack. And if you look at the grand final, we score all our tries on the right. And um, that was because Gaz was on a threat on that side. Mm. So um, getting him back, he had to earn his way in, which is something that I'll never forget. You know, he had mm. to train hard. He played in the middle. He had yeah. to do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It would have been easy for a coach to say, this is the greatest guy, one of the you know probably one of the greatest players Dragons have ever had in modern era, yeah. and that we're going to rush him back in. But um, yeah, Wayne never did that, and and it made everyone else who felt like Gaz was going to be the savior like, nah, he has to earn his way into this team. And um, when he left, I actually got to sign his last pair of shorts. Did you? And I got them signed, so I was absolutely filthy yeah. when he came back. Uh, <laughs> they were going to be the they're last worth ones. nothing. They're worth nothing now. So if anyone wants, them, I've got his ones from um, 2011, so they're, they're actually worth something. His last year, yeah. yeah, I've got those ones. So it was, uh, they're worth nothing. So if anyone wants them, they have got my name on them. But I'll have them, and then I can have the pair when he came back. <laughs> but um, no, nah, he was yeah, Gaz was fantastic. What do you yeah. remember? I, I was uh, I was saying. So you came up with the the great nickname of the French Fry. <laughs> Where did that come from? Was it was it image based? Obviously, it came from France. I thought it was a great name, and we yeah. sort of ran with it for a while. It's just then. so skinny. I just remember how skinny he was. Fun. Well, he was he was the French fry, and and he used to any time you we'd all bag him about how skinny he was, he just bag Bemos about anything <laughs> for being a winger. They have repeated what happened in two thousand and six. They are through to the preliminary final. They are one match away from a shot at the big one. We won't see them for a fortnight. They'll be at ANZ or the Footy Stadium. We had the week off, so when Canberra play West Tigers, we wanted West Tigers, mm. uh, whether it be just we matched up better than But we had lost to Canberra twice that year, and our game just didn't suit Canberra. Like, they were just ad-lib and throw the ball around, and they didn't have any fear against us, mm. uh, which is one of the teams that, you know, probably didn't. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, the Tigers, when they got through, the, the instant storyline was around 05, 06, and uh, those great teams for the Dragons that just fell short and... 05 was probably their best chance to win and they get beat by the Tigers who end up winning the title. But for us, for us young guys, I don't know if you remember the same, like I wasn't really thinking about that. I was thinking this is a semi-final to get to the grand final mm. because we weren't here then. We're a completely different team now. Mm. We've been the best team all year. It's up to them to beat us and they had to bring their best game and they were a bloody good team, the Tigers. Like they were really good. Mm. But I didn't buy into too much about the, the past stuff because those guys... They knew, like Dino and Benny and Benny Cray, like they all knew how much it would hurt. Like mm. that 05 team against our 2010 team is like 14 internationals versus, you know, probably versus five ben, or six guys. Benji and Robbie. Yeah, you know, yeah. so, but again, alongside our 2010 side, like there's just chalk and cheese. They are yeah. way better, you know, individually talented mm. super team versus our team of 2010, like just yeah. internationals, everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I didn't really think too much about it, but as the week gets on and you realise how much we hate the West Tigers um, because of the running battles that we'd had, it was starting to build up. It's great, isn't it? A sea of red and white flags and bunting. Welcome the Dragons to ANZ. I actually ran out at the ANZ Stadium. It was so loud. It was the loudest environment I'd ever played in and warming up and stuff like that. And I usually have three shots at field goal um, before the game. And I had one, and I just it came like straight out of the middle. Mm. And at the time, I I just stopped and, and went and joined the warm up, mm. which is what I did. You know, you guys would wait for me to sort of finish that bit and then come over and do well, a bit of warm up. So you only hit one. You only shot one. I only hit one. And how, do you um, th and, and how many times before that would you have done never, three? 
Never, oh, never I've done always one. done three. I've never done it, you're, one. You're, a, you're quite a obsessive, compulsive yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. To only hit one, why, why, why then? Well, it just came out of the middle straight away. Like, I just, I don't know whether it was the excitement of the crowd, but um, it just came straight out of the middle and I just thought, yeah, we're not going to hit it. It's going to go. It's going to go backwards. Yeah, from there. It, just, it just went straight through. And we get to that moment in the game. Jezza comes across and accidentally knees Lottie uh, in the back, mm. and there was a break there in moment. And I just remember looking at the clock, thinking, "All right, well, they're too far out to have a shot at field goal here because we're set, mm. and you know, these I think they're forty-five out. So they'll try and pin us down. If we get down the next time, I'm going, mm. no matter what, mm. I'm going because um, not that we were run out of path because I felt like we we're on top." But I just felt like we could win the game with one point, whereas they were looking for a knockout blow with a try, like they were going to try and chance their hand. And we, could def- we could defend our own a defend. point. We could defend, we could defend a point a for point. how and long that was we need to. Wayne's mentality was: you yeah. take it whenever you're ready. And mm. yeah, there's times if you look back through the year, there's times I took it before half time. There's mm. times I took it yeah you know, straight after half time. Mm. So um, Benji kicks out in the full, and I'm thinking this is it. Like I just need to get people in the right position, and and it's a credit. I'm not saying it because it's on the pod or whatever, but if you watch that whole set or any time we took a field goal, everyone knew their job. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to frantically yell or try and organise, and mm-hmm. I could just take myself out of that. Do we have a call for that? Well, we just it? we just got like a little triangle, which was like we're just going to go to a point and mm-hmm. get the job done. And, That's right. And for me, it was about sitting out the back and just being the traffic cop mm-hmm. uh, to be able to make sure that I was ready to go. And you know, Bowie takes a good hit up. You know, the, the forwards ran hard and. Fancy's pass comes back and it just comes straight out of the slot. As soon as I hit it, I turn around because yeah. it's it's gone through. But mm. it was, yeah, I felt like we could defend a point a lot better than trying to chase a try. Mm. And when we win, I felt like, not that we were the champs, but that was the grand final mm. for me. That was two te- the two best teams played on the wrong side of the draw, mm. if, if you want a big fan base mm. next week. But um, I felt like that was the – and that's no – I, you know, that's no disrespect to the Titans or the, or the Roosters, but whoever won that West Tigers game was going to be heavy favourites going into the final. Yeah, I think we'll regress a little bit and talk about um, those couple of weeks in Bondi, living the dream, living the dream <laughs> in our Bondi. But uh, what do you remember that about uh, Swiss Grand, which no longer exists? Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you remember about those sort of weeks? I remember because that's the same thing when you we finish that game, we're like, oh, cool. Let's get back to Bondi and hang out for a bit. Yeah. What what uh, what was your take on that, and uh, how much did you, um, I suppose, find the chance to get away when we were deep east rather than at home and are surrounded by um, maybe our own fans putting pressure on us? Yeah, the Swiss Grand thing was funny because we were all wondering uh, why we were going to camp at Swiss Grand, and Wayne calmly just got on the bus and said, "Because I've won six grand finals there." And <laughs> Everyone just there went, we go. cool, uh, uh, we want to win a grand final. They so. knocked it down and look what happens. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, I mean, we stayed there and it was funny because once we won, we, we couldn't wait to get back there. And yeah. Yeah, we had camp, we had grand final week camp in the town of the team that we were playing. <laughs> like, it was weird, but good for us because... Uh, we weren't sort of smelling our own shit, you know. Yeah. We weren't around. It was a busy week. I don't like the grand final setup week. I think it, for a, to be able to enjoy it, you know, I'd like to have a week off and get all the media stuff out of the way and then play the grand final the week after. Yeah. I think that that would be something you could really savour because it's so busy. Yeah. Uh, but Swiss Grand was awesome. Like it was, 
It was just like we were away. Yeah, you know, and that's what it. like Bondi is like. Like there isn't any Roosters fans in Bondi, nah. let alone like <laughs> let alone people. They're all English or backpackers or tourists, and um, yeah, that's. I think that's what made it really cool. We walked down the beach and we weren't anyone. We weren't a Dragons player. We nah. weren't, we weren't a Roosters player. We were just just. And, we, random, and it gave us time to guys. spend together as yeah. well. Like you can. Some guys like being at home. I like being at home. I didn't like pre-game walks and all that yeah. rubbish, but um, it gave us real time. You know, I think the dinners we had and the laughs and you know all that kind of stuff built to the the culmination of, of winning the week later. Yeah, but I think that relaxation. We're back to our little random place where we're hanging out. We're just doing stuff. Yeah. Pre-game walks, swimming. The weather was getting good, and yeah. we weren't thinking about footy. I reckon that off the back of that. The pressure of the club we were carrying and the the failures that they had in the past. I well, that was that the other was thing. Part. That's the other thing because everyone says like, you know, um, the choker tag and stuff. We were expected to win the grand final once we beat West Tigers. Like we we're expected, not within ourselves because mm. we were confident. But yeah, you know, the Roosters had been through such a journey through 2010 themselves. Yeah, you know, Golden Point win. Mm. Um, they go, they go up the Titans. They win, you know. Like they've just been through a roller coaster themselves. They've got nothing to lose. We're expected to win with this Joker's tag, so yeah. all the pressure builds on us. And we're wearing the red V, which is every person, um, regardless of how the team's going in, in current states. Uh, every team, every person you see, always talks about 2010. Yeah. And how much it meant to them, and where yeah, the last time I saw it was blah blah blah. It's like yeah, but 2010. Oh, I was there. I was there that day. Like there's 300,000 people. Oh man, so. the count must be wrong. <laughs> they must be wrong. Uh, yeah, every, almost everyone you know was back there, and um, I suppose that's probably um, what, what makes what, why we're able to reflect on it 10 years later. Because mm. unfortunately for our club, we haven't reached those those sort of heights, but. Um, the fact that we were part of it, a, such a huge drought after those 05 and some other times, 99 even, those those times of falling short, um, being able to celebrate that is, is why we are here today. So um, yeah, but that puts in perspective the fact that we were able to get away. Um, team walk on, on grand final day. Um, <laughs> what do you remember about that, mate? Um, it starts to rain and we don't go on it. <laughs> and How was that for your mindset, your mental I, state? Yeah, I... Actually, I remember walking down and filling out the um, the wellness charts and writing a few smart ass comments because, like, if I wasn't going to feel good grand final day, I was never going to feel good. So um, I was sort of in a really good state of mind. Uh, I had no idea what to expect. I just wanted to get out to the ground uh, as soon as possible. But I remember going to go out the walk and Wayne says, "We're not going. We're going to sit in this room and have a chat." And, Knowing Youngie and all that, they just start playing Chinese whispers and we start bagging each other and, and Wayne loved it. Like we're, yeah, what are we, what were we, 20 grown men playing mm. Chinese whispers on the biggest day of our lives mm. professionally and that, I think, relaxed everyone in the room. Um, the only time I felt sort of panicked all day was the week before we took a different route to ANZ Stadium and... Grand final day, we actually went a different way, and I started to like get anxious. Did you sit in the same seat on the bus? Yeah, I, sat, I always sat behind Brett Morris. Yeah, about halfway up. Uh, halfway up on, on the, the left hand side. Yeah, yeah. I still remember so, it. Yeah. Um, we, when we start taking that different route, I started getting anxious. Like, where are we going? Why are we going this way? What you know? I need to get there. I had a routine of everything I wanted mm. to do. Um, so that's when I felt anxious. But other than that, uh, yeah, before I run out, I was pretty 
pretty switched on, pretty cool. Not yeah. too much fuss. I was pretty... Wayne, I sat next to Wayne. Wayne sat next to me. <laughs> Other than that, you know, in the old awkward, you can't find a seat. Wayne sat next to me. Starts asking me if I'm nervous. I'm like, of course I am. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So what, what did... Why would we do that to you? So we playing Chinese whispers. Yeah, plays I don't in your head. know. Then we know. go and drive a different way. Who was driving the bus then? Um, we had the same bus driver for a long time. Gav. Yeah, Gav. Gav, Gav so, driving the bus. Um, but, yeah, it's... When you've watched them, we've watched so many grand finals, and I think back to the grand finals we've watched. And yeah, you played in a junior one there. I played in a junior one, a couple of reserve grade ones, and I just thought, like, I thought that was the biggest moment that you get, like Mm. being there on grand final day, uh, working there for the media on grand final day is so exciting. Mm. But playing, it's actually just totally like you're so blocked off from the crowd. You don't hear that noise until you go out. There's no build up as you walk yeah, in. True. Totally different. Yeah. And then to be in the change room, it's almost like it's quiet. Yeah. You know, when it hits you is when they announce the teams, and you're because you warm up inside. Yeah. Once you hear your name and stuff like that, then it's like holy shit! Like this yeah. is going to be the biggest day of my life. Either yeah. way. Um, but yeah, it was. It's pretty cool to think yeah. back that in that much detail. I used to get a bit of energy off your. Pre-game. I don't know if you've talked about your pre-game much, but um, what do you usually do when you run to mostly when we're receiving a kick? Yeah, it's um, I don't know. I don't even know when it started. Uh, I just I used to have a lot of nervous energy before the game and running out. I just used to scream and yell and swear and mm. just tell myself how good I am. Yeah. Um, pretty much tell everyone around me how good they are and how much they're going to kill today and mm. that. I don't know. It was just, it was just something that made me feel comfortable, yeah. and I didn't care what it looked like because, you know, sometimes when you're in a, a, a way, you know, down at Shark Park and you do it, I knew the crowd hated yeah. it, so yeah. I did a little yeah. bit extra, you that know. So, especially when we were so good, uh, but yeah, it was. I don't know. It so just it was, became it was part just of my run thing. out and go. Woo, 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 over and over yeah, again, couple, and couple and it was this, it was great. We used to go, yeah, yeah. This is and and how good is this? Get all that, and like you say, that that release all that um, emotion, and but also pump yourself up. There's the kick off to the grand final of 2010. What's your memory of of our start, especially of the first try that we scored, mm. that may or may not have been planned? Our start was was really fast. Like we just executed everything and. Um, they looked like they had to come out and try something different to beat us, whereas we looked like if we stayed the course, we were going to win. Um, that first try, you know, b gets tackled and may or may not have put his foot on the sideline. But the next play, we'd practised at Redfern yeah. like about 15, 20 times. And yeah. every time in training, Wayne would just smile. He was like, he was that happy that he'd come up yeah. with it. Yeah. You know, and Did he didn't, don't give that to him. Well, what was that play called? It was actually? called Frenchie. Uh, it was designed because they were rushing up and it's just designed to, to get him behind mm. as, a, as a tactic. And it was a huge call because first set down there, like he said, we're doing it no matter what. I don't care. We haven't really, we hadn't really done many of those sort of plays No, nah, we've just been very... Brownie. Brownie was very much like that. Yeah, actually he was. He, Brownie would, he'd like, we did a play down in Canberra, I think you scored, um, just off the tap, yeah, first play. Yeah. So at training, you can do it a million times and mm. it's great. You know, Wayne's laughing and all this kind of stuff. We get down there and automatic, just autopilot, like I kick it and I actually overkick it when you look at it, mm. but Gaz scores. There's a try for Gaznia off an absolute bottler of a kick from Soward. And then after that, we just, 
we just tightened up. Mm. We really tightened up. We made some uncharacteristic errors. Um, yeah, horse made one. Uh, we just we just couldn't get out of our own end. That is half time. Eight six at half time. Then in favour of the Roosters. Going at half time, and I've said this a million times. Like Wayne just was so calm. He's, oh, it's weird. Yeah, he it just said weird. like. All we have to do is win the second half. And I, I honestly remember smirking. Like, I just thought, well, if we don't win the second half, we're going to lose. Like, that's <laughs> where my math. head was you at. You do the math, bro. Yeah, yeah. So um, he had a, a chat, a few changes. Um, we could fix what we had in one or two sets, whereas they still had to come up with ideas how to break us down. Mm. They'd gotten a lucky try. They'd ran a really good play, but that wasn't going to happen again. Mm. So Yeah, and, and you're right. And those nerves were gone. We'd already made more errors than we'd usually make in a yeah. half. Um, yeah, and then and then your thoughts on uh, when the momentum started to gather through uh, us getting a couple of back-to-back tries. Yeah. Well, um, what what uh, what do you remember about about some of those plays, or, or did that, it felt like just pressure was causing those? What was your take on on the tries and the, and the pressure that we were building? I just remember like the the your scenes when you score is pure jubilation that. You've scored a try grand final day that we've hit the front. From that point, it was like, we're going to romp these. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, it was, like- it was a really good try. Darius had done well to take the hit and put the pass on. Your finish was was fantastic. And that try set the tone for the next 15 minutes, which mm. was going to win the game. It was just by how many for us, in, in my honest opinion. The Dragons going down with an opportunity. Hornby behind Scott and here's Boyd in from the back. Trouble, trouble, trouble. Nightingale has scored for the Dragons. All those sort of memories and, and like you say, they, those, I think those, those plays won't come because they came just out of pressure that we're building through energy and, and yeah. sort of a non-stop focus. We're on just, just relentless yeah, with yeah, our game relentless. Um, But... My favourite, and I always talk at this moment, I don't know if you felt the same, but um, right near the end of the game, I think they just forced a drop out. They'd forced a drop out on us. And we're like, look up the clock. And like, oh, There's only five game's almost there. over and the yeah. score's 32 to 8. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that time was like, let's, let's celebrate while we're still doing it. Yeah, and I never felt like that moment um, was ever going to come. And yeah. when it did, it was, it was pretty cool. Like, yeah. you think about the journey that we'd been through individually but also the pressures that we'd had the year before mm. to culminate into that one thing and like you said to look up and only be five minutes to go and we're up by 20 points mm. um it's pretty cool yeah i remember that and it was a special moment we're still playing this game that we love but we get to do it knowing that we've the pressure's off we've won and that doesn't happen this. very often that you know, in grand finals either and nah. i think that's probably what i take a lot from it is that we were at that period we'd earned the dominance we'd earned the the momentum that we created and then it was time to look up and have a break I reckon that's where I was like yeah we've done it to be able to just play footy yeah without any fear of losing which is which is a lot of thing that drives you the fear yeah. of failure the fear that we'd succeed it so yeah that moment was a pretty probably the best moment I've ever had on a footy field the Dragons win the grand final 32 to 8 what were your best memories of post-game? Obviously, that time in the shed. What, what are your memories on that when you first get in the shed and, and it was a bit of a lockdown? What do you, what do you remember about oh, that? Just, yeah, cuddling mum and, and my stepdad. Yeah. Um, he's a lifelong Dragons fan. He was over the moon. The best memories after are when it's just the team. Yeah. I think. Like, yeah. And the families at that, that 
closed door part at the start. So da- yeah, That's what I remember that. And then down the bottom, uh, when we got to bring one person in, and I took Huey. He's, um, you know, which I bought a couple His of... stepdad. Yeah, I brought yeah. a couple of cigars down. And that that moment for me and him is, is yeah. something that I'll never forget. And then the other one was watching the game together on the Tuesday yeah. uh, or Wednesday, whenever yeah. it was. That, that was awesome. I was going to ask about the ring. Like, I love my ring, mm. but I feel like... It's out of something else that you think of a ring as the trophy that you get to lift. Yeah, I think yeah, my love and passion for American sports drives that. Yeah, to be a uh, really remembered player or to have um, that symbolism of of a championship next to your name forever is something that I always wanted. And um, I look at guys. It's funny because I look at a lot of guys like yourself, like um, love your ring and and stuff like that, but. Probably, you know, some guys don't even know where theirs is. Like, they just... But for me, it's like, that's the pride and joy of my career, you know, that that special time. And Dino spoke about it. He's the same. Um, yeah, when we meet in 10 years' time, we want to shake hands and have our rings clink. Yeah, that, that always stood out in my mind because uh, it's a symbolism of the, the people that the greats of the game have, have rings because they show they're able to do it either time in and, and time again or... Or be able to do it that year. So, um, yeah, I try to get it out whenever I, whenever I can. I always think you jam me up, and now now I'm gonna time in uh, Wollongong with lunch last year, yeah, and then Granny's wedding this year. I thought, is he, he t- bring your ring? You always say bring your ring, and I was like, oh, I might bring your ring. well, it's a, it's. I'm gonna bring my ring next the time. Mem- it's the memories yeah. of that time, and yeah, you, like when we won, it was a lot of my stuff was like up yours to a lot of people who'd written us off and written me off throughout my career now it's a time to reflect and think how good we bloody were mm. you know and how much like some guys never get an opportunity to win that mm. and to be able to pull it out and on grand final day and and think back to these memories and hopefully people watching the pot like you go out to a, and you wear it at a function like a mm. ring and people say oh you always wearing the ring well the people that say that don't have one <laughs> yeah the, the people that want to see the ring and stuff like that are they remember that forever. I, I let people wear it and take photos with it, and they are just over the moon. So I, I just I'm think I'm bringing it to next event. So make sure you keep going. Bring your ring. Well, the symbolism's just like this is this was our time. Yeah. If you'd won five, sure, don't wear five. <laughs> but you know, if I just I just think it just really symbolises that period of time in our life where we were the best in Australia and in the world at, at what we did and. We shouldn't be embarrassed to wear our ring. We should always be proud that we were the best in the in the competition, and um, that symbolises that. Yeah, I love I love that. I love that symbolism, and, and I'll, I'll make sure I wear it. Maybe not to a wedding next time, but certainly a footy event anytime, or any function uh, we get to see each other.